What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Fatherhood Initiative Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Sherman Webb Middlebrooks, the lifelong Buffalo resident, full-time black man. Um, and we got another great episode for y'all here today. Kicking it with my co-host, as usual, the good brother Antoine Johnson. Um, and yeah, we got some some young bloods on the, on the set today. Um, <laughs> some folks who brother Antoine works with, so I'm not sure if you want to go ahead and edify these young kings or let them introduce themselves uh. absolutely absolutely so um we're really glad to get have you guys here because we think it's so important to be able to talk about the representation of young black men on campuses predominantly white institutions um what is there's not a lot and you guys uh, talked about this in, the, in a separate episode but there's not a lot of representation in fact studies show that bl young black men are underrepresented typically um, in predominantly white institutions, which is why you don't see a lot of us on campus um, and why we don't always feel that sense of belonging, right? So one of the, the purposes or things that I, I, I had in mind when I was partnering with Mr. Brinson around the Men of Mirror was creating a sense of belonging in the space when you're coming to the sessions and so forth. So you feel connected. You see people that look like you and you're like, man, like I can, I can do this thing call school because I'm not in it alone, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a part of it. But uh, why don't you all uh, introduce yourselves and talk about your experiences in the program and what that means for you going through school, how that how that helps you, if any. Yeah. All right. Um, you want me to go for it? Um, I'll yeah, go for it. All right, so my name is Deshaun Swanson. Um, I'm the president of the Men Merit program at NCCC, uh, and I major in accounting and like to go ahead. Uh, my name is Enrico Fuentes. I also attend NCCC. My major is Computer Information Systems. I should be graduating in May. Very excited for that. Word. And for those of you who are not from the area, NCCC is Niagara County Community College. Um, yeah. So it's good to good to hear that you you're expecting to graduate in May. Yeah, um, we got sir. this brother who's doing some accounting work. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about your experience um, at a predominantly white institution and how the Mid of Merit program um, has helped you in your academic journey. Well, uh, my first like two semesters before I joined the Mid of Merit, I literally didn't talk to anybody. I was, I was just go to school, get my homework done, sit in either the library or the the cafeteria and just do homework, not talking to anybody. After I joined the Men of Mary, I felt like I got way more friends now, people I can talk to, because, like, they're more of my color. Yeah, say that. Without, Because uh, even um my first semester, I was asking for help in a coding class. He was a white person, and uh, he said he would help me. Then um, he didn't email me the code, even though he said he was. I don't know what that was about, but... Yeah, I feel like Men of definitely helped me out with that. They gave me tutoring help and people I could reach out to. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I would definitely say Men of Merit. Um, it, like, literally, Men of Merit, I feel like, is exactly what I wanted out of college. I think I said that um, today. Um, like, like-minded brothers, um, brothers that look like me. Um, it, and also, it gives us, like, a lot of uh, opportunities for connections and networking uh, through the program. So, yeah, that's, like, that's almost exactly what I wanted out of college. Um my first like couple semesters um, at Intrip definitely were a bit weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like having like you know those like classes, probably like thirty people in there. I'm the only black guy, yeah. like only black kid like in there. 
not that that's a problem. Like, I don't have a problem with, like, always being different, but it's just, like, you're not going to be accepted everywhere you go. Like, um, mm-hmm. I actually, I had a, um, someone tell me that, someone that, like, uh, used to train with my grandfather, mm-hmm. he said, um, just don't, don't just expect to fit in everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, like, and he told me that, and that really, like, stuck with me. I feel like, I, like I've been thinking about that since. That, that's powerful, too, because one of the things about life is, you're not always going to fit in, right? right like we, we, you go to work, and I work at an agency, um, love Buffalo Prenatal, uh, been there for a little over five years now, but it's predominantly women, mm-hmm. right? So I'm probably one of three guys now, but right. I was one of just one. You had to recruit <laughs> the other <laughs> Like two years, I had to recruit <laughs> the other ones. So right. even though the women are women of color, mm-hmm. mainly, exactly. I'm still like, I'm, I need some men to connect with, right? Like, there's certain things that guys connect on and I can't, you know, talk to ladies about. Um, So there is is a power in being able to kind of be adaptable, if you will, right? Like, whether you're in a predominantly white institution, whether you're in a women, um, you know, mainly organization, whatever, right? right? But, but, But there's also power in feeling connected and like you have stuff in common exactly. with people to exactly. your point. Yeah. Exactly. Cause it's just like, man, it boosts your confidence. It makes you feel like, oh, you do fit in this space. Like, you know, you're not just a lone tree, like you're in a forest now. Cause that that's definitely how I felt like at N trip. I felt like a lone tree, like and like you can read body language, you, you know, you get those looks like, oh, uh, like, you know, people not taking you serious. It's like, oh, you know, this guy's not gonna be here next semester, or like, you know, yeah. you know, probably like that type of vibe with certain people, like just not taking me serious, sort of say. But, you know, you have to force yourself in those spaces. You have to, like, show them that, you know, you're showing. You're going to show up and you're going to um, finish the mission no matter what, no matter if you get knocked down, no matter if you take a couple SU grades and a couple of classes, I mean, you get right back mm-hmm. up and you get tutoring next session or next semester. Yes, sir. Talk. Exactly. Yes, That's sir. why I try to show up every day, come to school, not missing classes on time, sh- turning my work on time so I can get in there and get out and get the grade I deserve. Exactly. Yes, sir. Um, so a couple of different things are, are popping up. So I'm hearing you brothers talk about the importance of um, becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable um, exactly. and standing out in certain spaces. Um, so would you say like the Men of Merit program kind of helps you with like your mental health and wellness? Because I know mm-hmm. if I didn't have like my community supports when I attended a, a predominantly white institution, um, I might have normalized and accepted that feeling of I don't belong. I might have internalized that I don't belong here, I don't fit in feeling, because that would have been my normal. But I had enough spaces where I did belong, where I did feel a sense of worth and value, um, and it didn't really damage my mental health as much as I see my peers who didn't have those other connections. So how, how would you say this program has helped you support your mental health and wellness as young black men? More, more like... Um more able to speak my mind, be more vulnerable. Cause I feel like always since young, I like bottle up my emotions, not talk to nobody, and just try to keep it to myself. Letting people know what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Gotcha. Okay, like yeah. all the way from the, out. Just start from like how did how did minimum okay. program help you? Copy, copy. Now you good. Take your time, brother. 
try, try to protect them a little bit more. Okay. Yo, Rico be talking hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, just continuing the conversation, you you gentlemen attend a predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. And so how would you say the Men of Merit program has helped you maintain your mental health and, and wellness while navigating um, that, that sort of environment, which can be toxic? Well, uh, the Men of Merit it, uh, helped me uh, just get through letting go of my feelings instead of bottling, bottling them up. Ever since I was young, I would keep them to myself. Like, my mom, she always say, oh, let them go, let them go. But then, like, it feel weird because you're just telling it to her. And then she go tell her friends, and now you feel weak. Like, right. that's a, another problem in, like, the black community. Your moms would go tell your business, even though you feel like it's yours. But Right. <laughs> so toxic. I, I, toxic moved through, I moved through a few different communities that, that ain't just uh, our, our, our mothers and sisters and grandmas. Uh, that seemed to be seemed to be a, a trend throughout multiple cultures and communities. But continue, bro. Uh, that that definitely is true. I definitely hear from my uh, other friends that yeah. just sort of parents just maybe overstepping. But I'm not a parent, so I can't really talk. But back to the mental health. Um, uh, the little talks we have about going around the room, saying how we feel about the day and what we did, definitely helped me just like de-stress a little bit. Yeah, well, appreciate it. So, um, I would say Men of Merit, it helped me, like, not feel alone. It made me feel like like um, I'm in this journey together, like, with some other brothers and sisters. Like, um, it's not just me. Like, I, I feel like – and I also very, feel very supported. Like, I feel like um, if something, like, were to happen with, like, my schooling situation or if I just needed some help or guidance, I could call uh, Will Brinson. I could call Antoine, and I could get some guidance, and they could, like – tell me some uh, things I could, like, do to work through a certain uh, problem or just, like, anything, like, get uh, guidance, advice, even in personal life. Um, yeah, so I definitely I feel um, supported, very supported. Yeah. And, th- and that's the whole point, you know. Uh, you you and I have had a lot of interactions since last year. Right. Um, and what I, what I find interesting is sometimes you'll call and I'll try to try to give you some game, like, this is what you need to do exactly. <laughs> and then other times... I just be like, man, you need to go to so and so office, right? Because right? because like, yeah. there's power <laughs> in you yeah. learning how to navigate systems right. on your own to a degree, but still having the safety net of people right. like Mr. Will or me, right? Who you can be like, yo, well, they ain't treat me right, right? Then then Will gonna go and intervene, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you you just being able to to muscle through some things of your own. There's, there's a lot of, like, learning and growth opportunity in right. that. You know? Yeah, and that, that's really what I appreciate about you, too, because I feel like you um really helped me, like, develop my leadership skills. Like, obviously, I'm, like, just, like, just starting to really build my character in a lot of ways, but I, I definitely feel like um you pouring, like, into me, like, over, like, the past summer help with, like, being more punctual, being more professional, and, like, kind of I- interacting with, like, people as well. So, yeah, like, that's something I really appreciate, man, definitely. Yeah. One of the things that we, or, you know, yeah, we that we thought about as it relates to the program is the power of professional social capital, right? Yes, so you being connected with people like me and Will um, on campus is important for you, and it's not just about networking 
as much as it is about being connected to people that can help to elevate you on both a professional and social level, right? Because networking, you I go to networking events all the time and Mm -hmm. not everybody that I meet to Rico's point earlier, like somebody like, I'll do this for you. And it never happened. Never. Right. Um, Or email me out and it never, it never happens. And so, but you know, the professional social capital piece is about you having these authentic professional and personal relationships right yeah, exactly but you feel like now these are really trustworthy people exactly. yeah exactly i feel like it's like um more than just like having a mentor because i do i look at like like you antoine and um well as like my mentors but also like kind of like some uncles that i never had and stuff like right. that because like i never like i didn't come from like a big i have a big family but we're not really like all family oriented so it was just really just like just my household that I'm used to. So like, just like having people like you in my life, like I can like look at y'all like, you know, like I kind of look at them like as my uncles and some like family members that I never had, I wish I did like sort of say. So as, as you bring that up, um, you make me think, so I identify like what I do in the community is really being a professional family member Amen. because I do come right. from a big family. My, my grandma has seven kids. My mom's the only girl. I got six wow. uncles and they all, um, no matter their flaws, they're human beings, but exactly. throughout, despite any of their flaws, they all care about their kids and their nieces and nephews. Right. So I've always had my uncles pouring into me, giving me advice. So I, I had my pops, um, but I also had six other versions of what a man could be and what a man exactly. looks like. And they felt that sense of responsibility to me. And so as I have my daughter, I got my nieces and nephews and little cousins, I feel that same sense of responsibility to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm curious, um, just having uh, these pseudo family members, uh, professional family members like Brother Antoine, um, like Brother Will, who we just had on, does that instill a sense of responsibility in you to the next generation? Yeah. um, Are you saying, like, does that... Does that kind of like give me the um, like the need to kind of like pour into the next generation, Absolutely. sort of say? Yeah, yeah. I f- oh yeah, I, I definitely feel like it does, man. Like, um, there are definitely people I kind of like, mo- like I would like model my adulthood after. I was like, I want to like get to a point in my adulthood where I could give back and like um help like you know start programs and help the community and really just pour in the community because I feel like that's really what it's. You know, really, what um a big part of life should be about is like um helping the next generation. I, I I literally um I was speaking to my friend the other day. I was like, man, once I get to a certain age, once I get to like 60, 70, everything else, everything that I do is gonna be for other people. because because you know you know most of your time is is taken up at that point in your life. Um, so like everything that I want to do, I want it to be for the next generation, for my family members, for the uh community. For I want to mainly focus on like young black men because I feel like. I feel like we need that support. We really do because there's a lot of um, lost young black men out here. And, and I'm gonna certainly. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, challenge you a little bit on that and say you don't gotta wait till you're 60. I know yeah. you could do the right now. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, you have done that over the last season. Last year, last semester, we had you facilitating the workshop. Right. Will yeah. and I wasn't. We weren't even there. I'm, right. We yeah. held you responsible to be able to pour into those other students. Mm-hmm. Why? Because. Right. We only have so much bandwidth, right? There's right. only so much we can do. Right. And so we were looking at you as a student peer leader to be able to kind of take the charge and, and do your thing. And you did. And Amen. so we, we appreciate that uh, from you. And, and as you both you and Rico continue to move forward and make a life for yourself, you can leave breadcrumbs along the way and. and 
you don't have anything left for yourselves. Exactly. You know, there's a quote that I love that says, we don't make a life by what we um, make, right? We make a life by what we give, right? I'm, exactly. I'm paraphrasing a little right. bit, but, it, but the, it, the essence of it is that life is not about how much we can accumulate exactly. as much as it is how much of ourselves we can give out to others. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's a, I mean, that's definitely a great point. I don't know if you want to. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I do definitely feel I should give it back to the community. Uh, I feel like I have the same aspirations as a young Will, wanting to be in corporate America. That's what that's my goal right now is to get into corporate. <laughs> as a <Right>. young Will. <laughs> as a young Will. <laughs> but, yeah, as far as giving back, my goal is, like, to start just donating to charities and just giving a helping hand to whoever needed. I mean, there's a... His name is his name is George. He's homeless, but like when I was riding the bus, uh, I would see him every day, and I would either try and give him money or, or give him some motivational words to get a job. Because he was telling me his story. He's like uh, 32. He had messed up as young. You know, he had a kid in and out of jail, and he was ended up homeless. So I've talked to him every almost every day when I was coming home from from work, and I would just tell him, "Oh, you need to do this. You got to stop doing this." Focus, focus on getting your life in order. Now he got a job. I seen him the other day, so he's okay. actually doing something. That's, that's what's up. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm 32. You mentoring me? <laughs> <laughs> we, we all need help. Yeah, yeah, and, we, and we, I think we truly all do. That's all a great point. Do. Yeah, all and for and for us, so you got you brought up um, something earlier too, as far as like parents sharing their kids' business. Um, and I think it's one thing as a parent if you're like trying to get advice from another parent on how you should navigate right. a situation right. versus like gossiping about your kids business so I think like that's a note for the parents out there that's listening from a young person but also to the to the older folks out there adults parents whatever like mm -hmm. never be in a place where you feel like you have nothing to learn from the young people exactly. right, just right. because of your age or position in life like never hold that um that mindset and um just I, I'm super proud to just have the opportunity to share this space which I want to thank brother Antoine for um inviting me into this conversation yeah. I think the, the most important thing we can do is train our replacements. Um, and so, like, as me being maybe a generation like slightly above y'all, it, it definitely makes me have a sense of optimism and pride um, that, like, there are young brothers who, like, are going to continue this work, um, and I'm not doing all of this in vain. Um, and so I really definitely appreciate y'all um, for the work that y'all doing, investing in yourselves so that way you can be an asset to, to our community. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Continue doing what you guys are doing. Um, like Sherm said, we appreciate you being here. And uh, we look forward to, you know, kind of seeing you all continue to mature and progress as men. Yeah. And, yes. and just one other thing. Continue supporting each other um, yes. because that's important, too. So when you go through something, have somebody to, to lean on. And when you, when you go through something, just having somebody else to lean on. It's important to be a good friend. And I think right. um, a lot of times us as men, we, we lose an appreciation of the art of friendship. Um, I, I and being you. an asset mm -hmm. to to your friend group, um, mm -hmm. and so it's not necessarily who you know or what you know, but who you know that's in a position and willing to do something for you. Ooh. Yeah, I, I feel like, like that's that. man. I feel like that's so true. Are we still good on time, or are we? Are we up? I just wanted to add a little something. Yeah, um, uh, like Sherman was saying, Sherman, right? Like Sherman was saying, um, yeah, you definitely, man, you gotta have gratitude in your friends, man. Friends are so important. I feel like 
like some some young men were just so like tough and like 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 you see like a lot of times like people trying to compete with their friends, fight with their friends, you know, compete like uh, with girls, like you know, four girls and stuff like that. I feel like you know all that stuff is um it needs to be thrown out. We need to really start um supporting our brothers, man, for real. Like That's we really need to start true. supporting our brothers. I feel like I see so much people try to drag each other down, trying to like just you know be funny, trying to like you know pick fights and stuff like. It's just it needs to stop. It truly does. It needs to stop. Yes, sir. Yeah. We appreciate you, brothers. Yeah. Take what do you Sherm say? Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Yes, sir. Yes, Jerry Springer. Yes, Jerry Springer. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, y'all. Till next time. Yes, Till next time. Amen.